Santa Barbara native, so I'm actually from California, and I've been doing, I've been comedically inclined my entire life. Right. I'm very funny. I can identify she with that. She said humbly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did improv for about 10 years. I had a really, really great team in graduate school. Um, we were funny. We made money. That's really all you need in a great team. <laughs> and uh, about... A year and a half, two years ago, I really made the plunge into stand-up comedy, going up there with my material on my own, and a another female comic, a comedic friend that I think we share, Kat Alvarado. She's really wonderful. She's really invested in women in this industry. She's really invested in this industry and in, I think, being just a true professional through and through. So... I saw that you two had an exchange, and just so you know, Mary, your name has come through my Instagram and Facebook very naturally on its own, so I did feel a bit star-shocked when I, I slid into your DMs, as it were. Oh my gosh, this is like a dream come true. Yeah. Um, so first of all, I love Kat Alvarado. We did a lip sync battle at Big Pine two years ago, and she taught me how to dance. And it was fantastic. So Kat, and Kat is actually the last person, no, maybe second to last person I interviewed for this podcast on my week in LA. Um, so I'm really glad. Um, oh my gosh, our food is here. Um, Yay. Yes. I look so good. Thank you so much. Just set it down. Just put it all in the middle. Yeah. Yum. Look at those wings. We wings. Um, so we'll dig into this in just a second, but we'll get through our intro, intros. But like, um, so that's really cool. And actually, you know, the internet's a scary place. So if you're like, oh, I'm friends with Kat, then I'm like, okay, you might be normal. Um, but thank you for that compliment. It's really nice to hear, um, you know, as we're all trying to hustle and work hard, you know. Mm -hmm. So I started an improv too, um, oh, but really? I didn't love it. Oh. <laughs> but I did it for like three years and I was like a, prof like, so, so, like, my last relationship. I didn't love it, but I did it for three years. Like. <laughs> nice. Um, so, we also discovered that the three of us all went to the San Diego State. Go Aztecs! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> what years were you there, Abby? Um, forever. <laughs> Me too. Um, I went there from 2006 to 2012, because, you know, engineering is not a four-year degree, ever. Never, ever, ever. Is. No judgment here. I mean, I was in school forever. Yeah. She got the degree. She exactly. did get the degree. And we met freshman year of college, so I was there 2006 through 2011. Okay, so you guys got there right when I graduated. 
And right I as you were coming time. in, we were, we were sliding yeah. into your DM one more time. <laughs> oh my God, I've always wanted somebody to slide into my DMs. I was like, is this what it's like? No, it's fantastic. I like that. And I, I'm kind of all about that nowadays where it's like, if there's people you like or if you're like friendship attracted to, it's like, hey, you're just like, let's be friends. You know what I mean? Like, we have the same issues. We have the same hobbies. Like, we should be friends. Yeah. I wish it were that easy. <laughs> I mean, isn't it though? Not really. She said no to me first. Did she? Mm. You were like, hey, be my friend. Oh my God. She'll never let me live this down. Basically, no, yeah. Tell it. Please tell how we became friends because it's wonderful. I don't know how we became friends, but she came to my door the first day of freshman year and her and her roommate, they were like, hey, we're going to dinner. Do you want to come with us? And I said, nope. And closed the door. And that, that was our first interaction. Oh, it like she was being, trying to be a good... Oh, oh, I see. I get yeah, it. Yeah, she oh, was oh. trying to be a good person. She and a said good, no to me and slammed the door. You yeah. know, I had roommates in college, too. I called them mom and dad. I was always jealous of the people who lived at the dorms. Like, I'd, I would walk through them to get to my car to go home because I had to work. Like, I worked at Men's Warehouse for the whole time I was in college. And um, I would see, like, the girls, like, in their pajama pants walking to the to the cafeteria. And I was yeah. like, I want to do that. I was so jealous. But it was great. I'm not going to lie. Not right. It's, like, probably the funnest time of your life, I guess. That's where you meet your best friends. We enjoyed it. We had a good time. <laughs> we did. So, Abby, you don't do comedy. No, I don't. You're I play in sewer lines. <laughs> Are you a Ninja Turtle? <laughs> no, I wish. They were more fun. <laughs> Um, that's fantastic. So Abby's going to be our wing woman for this episode. And our wings for this episode are going to be Trumpet Ale House Moose Drool. Moose Drool wings. They're dry. These are dry. So this is neat. They have served us a platter of, like, these look like crispy-ass fried wings. Yeah. And then we've got about four sauces here. So we're going to dive in and eat some of this food. And then we're going to get back in to find out all about Sam Bear's comedy and all the stuff that makes you special in just a minute. You guys won't feel anything. It'll be, like, instantaneous. So hang on. Oh, my God. Here we are back. Yum. How was it? Delicious. Full belly. Um, this is a great way to podcast. Um, I've been doing it lately this way where we kind of, like, start... And then we get our food, and then we pause, and then we eat, and then we podcast. Um, and now I'm burping. Um, <laughs> so we got the Trumpet Ale House wings, but we got the sauces on the side. Um, how were they for you, Sam Bear? They were delicious. I loved the dry rub on them. I think you could have eaten them without sauce and been satisfied. Yeah, I noticed, like... So we had the moustrel, the hot sauce, and then we could dip it in Chipotle ranch or, or blue cheese. Yep. But it was really good just with this fry. It was seasoned mm-hmm. really nicely. Yeah. Super crispy. Really Abby, you had crispy. some wings, right? I did. They were delicious. Uh, and you are you love this place, so you're like, you kind of know this place oh, pretty good, right, Abby? I used to live like five minutes away. I know this place way too well. They were like, hey, Abby, what's up? You're back. <laughs> Um, do you go for, Sam, do you go for the drummies or the flats when you go for a wing? A drum. You like the drum? Why? Yeah, I, I like something to hold on to, to really get into it. Nice. Yeah. What about you? Do you do the drum oh, or the flats? I do the flats. Oh. I want to pull them apart. You guys are the perfect wing date. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Because then one person eats that. and We've always been each other's wing women. That's really good. I love the flats because I like the meat in it a little bit better. Um, but I'll eat a drummy. There's, I feel like there's like some like more weird pieces on a drummy. 
but that's okay. Did you do any sauce on yours? Oh, yeah. I did all the sauces. What did you like the best? I really like the chipotle flavored. Chipotle ranch? I, yeah, the chipotle ranch. Nice. It had a really good kick. Because sometimes I just think ranch is too creamy. It's not, it's like drowning flavor. Yeah. This, I felt really elevated all the flavors of the wing. This place is very elevated. Like their food is like, like curated or like very, it's not like, it's not like pre-done fried food. They're just frying up. Like they create it all here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so the signature flavor that I'll probably name the episode after is the moose drool. And it's like a beer-based sauce. Yeah. It's sweet, though. There's honey in it. Yeah, it was like honey and that beer, and, like, they make it. He described it kind of like a Korean barbecue. Um, and yeah. That's, that's kind of what it ended up tasting like. Oh, it's delicious. I was really surprised and shocked about that rant, the blue cheese. That blue cheese was smooth. Yeah, it was, like, just the right amount of blue. It, to the cheese. Yeah. It was... Perfect. Who knew that, that was going to be the star of the plate? <laughs> Truly, yeah. That yeah. was the one that I think all of us were rationing. Like, we wanted more, but we were like, but it's so good. Like, we need to share and we're this. we're so polite. It's going to sit out there. And then at the end, I'm just going to be like, gulp, 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 gulp. <laughs> well, I can't let this go to waste. <laughs> right? That's what happens when we're like, you're too polite. You know, as girls, we're always like, no, you can have that one. You know, and then it's like, oh, no, but there's one on there. Um, okay, so do you, like, in your, like, if you were to go to a wing place, like, do you order, would you order wings in your real life? Yes. Okay. I would. I've, I've ordered them with my boyfriend before in uh, San Diego. <laughs> do you, like, um, do you normally go for a dry wing or do you like a wet wing? Usually places don't even give you the option, in my experience. True. It's almost all wet wing style <laughs> with ranch on the side, so... I was You'd really have to order them naked or something, right? Yeah, yeah. I really like that they try and showcase the wing first and you have to ask for it to be drenched if you so choose. So Yeah. Yeah, I would order it, but I think usually I just get them wet. Do you normally do like ranch or blue cheese? Just ranch. You're not a blue cheese person really. Usually I'm not. I With think it's really blue. overpowering. Yeah. It's great. Um, that's really good. Do you do the celery and the carrots? I mean, they they always come with the plate, and. Uh, well, do you eat them? I'm I'm, I'm probably not gonna eat the, these ones. I'm not gonna lie. I feel like it looks like they didn't peel them enough. It looks like they're yesterday's. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it. Um, they do. I mean, they. They look do, like a forty-year-old dater on an app, like <laughs> looking for a nineteen-year-old. <laughs> well, I will say that I like it when they're like you can tell the kitchen cut them, not. Like a machine. That's true. These are authentically cut. Yeah, like my mom did this and says you eat it. And maybe that's, that's I why I don't want it. It's like, no, mom, I'm not want to eat my vegetables. Right, right. So maybe it's nothing against them. It's just like I'm triggered. So how many wings do you think you could eat? If you were hungry yeah. and you, you're, you know, what's your number? Yeah. I mean, God, am I, okay, am I drinking anything while I'm eating this or, or just? Um, you know, maybe you have a beer. Maybe I have a beer. You know, okay. Maybe it's happy hour. I, the number 20 is very resonant in my head. Oh, really? And I feel like I, I feel like if I were that hungry, I might push past satiated and, like, hit that 20 mark. Okay, my boyfriend's going to love hearing this. He has been wanting to have a wing competition. Yeah. He's much bigger than me. He's 6'5". He used to be a, a, a wrestler for baller. Okay, just because some of us don't have boyfriends and we just have crushes all over the place. <laughs> like, oh, he's 6'5". Actually, he's not. I just gave him is three inches. I think Glass? he's 6'3". I don't three. see him. Where is he, Sam? I don't see him. 
she made him up, right? Yeah, he lives in Canada, like all the rest of them. He, lives in <laughs> he no, goes to a timeshare. I get her this weekend. He gets her next weekend. He goes to a different works. school. <laughs> he doesn't even go here. I'm I don't just worry kidding. About I'm so sorry. No, no, my, no. Uh, my my sad single girl came out like. Rah! I love it. I have a anyway. So yeah. You're saying tw- now? Did you say twenty is resident in your in your entire life, or just like right now? It feels like right now. That just oh, okay. I'm a very big believer in like intuition and listening to the universe. And right now, the number twenty is very prevalent in my mind. So I don't want to go above or below that. So I feel like the universe is like, sh- if you had to compete right now, twenty. So, Abby, how many can you eat? I actually know the answer. I know this answer is. Uh, I'm an answer to you, whatever it is to you. <laughs> oh no, the last time I did a wing competition, it was 27. Wow! So I know this answer. Nice. Wow. I own my own deep fryer. I like wings. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna come back to that because really quick, I want to touch upon this 20, which you might be a little psychic because 20, like I'm, I was born on the 20th of June, and I always pick 20 like with um, roulette and with like scratch, um, like lottery. Oh. So it's, I feel like it's my number. So, like, I wonder if you picked that up from me. Maybe, because it is very loud in wow, my mind. Like, the weird. number, it's like I can see the number 20. Yeah. When I asked you about wings or just overall? Overall, it came up when you asked me about wings, but yeah, overall, like, the number like, 20 is very, wow. yeah. That is a little weird. Have you ever been clairvoyant or psychic? Oh, yeah. Oh, you do? Oh, okay. I totally believe in that stuff. I'm a big energy person. When I walk into my friends' homes, I tell them if their home has, like, good energy. Or if the energy's off. Do I have good energy or are there any ghosts around me? I don't see any ghosts around you. I see very good energy. I see really, actually, if you're asking me, I see kind of orange and like a flank of yellow and a little bit of blue. I see really good. Okay. Yeah, you've got really good energy. Thank you. You're welcome. That was weird. The 20 (laughs) really got my attention because I'm like, I'm always doing 20. You were in a wing competition? (laughs) Yeah. And did you win? Sadly, no. My friend beat me. Oh, my God. How able to eat 30? 30. Wow. Well, do you clean your wing when you eat it? Oh, yeah. No. Do you clean your wing? Let me see those bones. These are... They're not bad. They're not bad. Now, I can't... Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, hers are much cleaner. Now, I can't judge because I don't clean them too much, but I'm getting better. But, like, there's some people who will come up after you and be like, no, 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 no. That means they love you you if they do that. Um, that's fan- Where's like your favorite wing? Like, um, what's been your favorite wing that you've had ever? The favorite wing I've had ever. I mean, I was in Bali with my one of my best friends, and I know wings and Bali don't really go together, but like, you know, this this guy. My favorite wing. I don't know. This guy was barbecuing out of a, a makeshift restaurant that operated out of the back of his house. Uh, we were walking by, and like in any other situation, this is how the movie Taken starts. But he was like, "Hey, we've got beer and food. You want to sit down?" And we said, "Yeah, that That's sounds a vacation dream." Yeah, like, we're hanging with the locals. <laughs> exactly. I was like, "This sounds like a smart idea." And so he tossed us some uh, some wings, and uh, we had some local beer. And honestly, it just was really good. Now I don't know. I don't want to give Bali all the credit, but I definitely think where I was played into it. Every taste just tasted like the island. Um, and you're just, like, having the best time ever. Yeah, I think it like, was. Yeah. The I circumstances like and the food, it all tasted really good. So that's, and that's my memory. That's my favorite one. I love that. 
Okay, so um, we talked about this a little bit when we first started, but you reached out to me and you wanted to be on the podcast. Yes. Um, because um, you thought I was super cool. And Still do. <laughs> and, um, but you were telling me a little bit about what you do. Tell us a little bit about, um, you can start with comedy or like the work that you do, because I think that's really important. And do they blend together or tell us a little bit about you and why you're so special? Well, <laughs> I do like long walks on the beach, but uh, no. So professionally, I work in mental health. Um, I'm an alcohol and drug specialist. Um, so what that means is I work with people with kind of severe mental health disorders. I do a lot of rehab work with them. I socialize with them. Um, it's the hardest job I've ever had, but I absolutely love it. No one day is like the other. My team is great. My boss is amazing. She's super nice. And our team is really small. It's less than 10 people. So we're very close as a team. So occasionally she'll drop these like kind of one-liners that are just hysterical. I don't want to say anything, you know, but just trust me. Every once in a while she'll go off script of boss. And it's very cool to like see that mode of her. So that's what I do to pay them bills. And then additional to that, I do stand-up comedy and I produce my own show and I I love I love both of them so much I don't know which one I like more I will say potentially production which I always put myself in my own lineup but because then I get to help choose what stories are told that yeah. night you know so okay so let's hear to unpack like um, being a mental health professional, I mean, do you derive humor from that? Like, I wonder if it, does it help uh -huh. to have a sense of humor or? It definitely helps to have a sense of humor. Multiple people have asked, do I like use experiences with my clients and my sets? And I don't, I, there's definitely a lot of interesting things that happen that I think could parlay well into humor. But for right now where I'm at, um, I feel like I'm a very morally aligned person. And right now it doesn't sit well with me to use their experiences on stage in any kind of disparaging way. Right. So, no. Uh, maybe it inspires me in other ways, but yeah. I don't take anything directly that's happened. And if I, if, if I did, I would never do it in any way that, like, identify them in any way. But, sure. you know, I do work with a very vulnerable group of people and a marginalized group of people. And I think that making jokes towards a marginalized community and one that you are not a part of right. you have no business doing in, in any regard so yeah. that's morally where I'm at so that's really good I mean that's so great that you you've really defined that for yourself about like this is where I'll go and this is where I won't go yeah. it sounds like maybe comedy is kind of a release also from oh definitely <laughs> I probably no matter where you work it's gonna be a release but like when yeah you're intense and you're doing that kind of powerful work it's like okay yeah I'm gonna yeah, I'm going to just go on stage and <laughs> talk about online dating or talk about... People always say that to me, too, where they're like, oh, do you do you talk about this place in your act? And I'm like, no, I want to get away from you guys. Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, I don't need to talk about work when I'm not at work. Right, right. That's fantastic. So, and you produce your own show. I do. Um, how long have you been doing that? What made you do that? I'm still trying to stay away. Oh, those people just spilled a drink. Oh, no. Um, okay, I won't, I won't start. Um, but, like, what made you do that? I... Uh, love event production. I've been doing it since freshman year of college and I used to do once a year big productions to raise money for different charities like the Alzheimer's Association, the American Heart Association, Planned Parenthood, but I also saw that uh, as a female comic, 
there is a lot of stigma in, I think, getting shows booked. It's been my experience. Many shows I see time and time again, it's all men, one woman. Mm -hmm. And so, and in in contests, in my experience, and I really try and tailor it only to my experience, if two women are in competition with each other on a lineup, you don't need to be the funniest woman there. You need to be the funniest comic, period, out of everybody. And so... I wanted to create a space that told stories that I didn't think were being told. A lot of lineups, I think, are 90% Caucasian and then one, like, person of color. Yeah. And, you know, I don't like being token anything. So in at my shows, I strive, I strive really hard to have different ages, um, races, body sizes, everything. That's fantastic. I wish more people... I mean, a lot of people are trying to focus on that. And some people... They stop trying. They give up. It's too hard. Um, so that's fantastic. I can't wait to do your show when I go to Santa Barbara. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> oh, that's <fun>. I'm here. <laughs> um, no, that's really powerful. I love that. Have you been to one of the shows in Santa Barbara, Abby? Not yet. Okay. But you will. Maybe we'll all do it, and we'll do a weekend, and then we'll hang out, and then it'll be, like, the best time ever. That sounds okay, great. There's direct. With you. Exactly. I'll, I'll hit your ride with oh you. Oh, my gosh, yes. That's that's real. Well, Deep Sea Winery is the venue that I work with right now, and they're just amazing. They're a local winery. They're a local family. They make incredible wines. So I just want to give them a little shout-out. Yeah, fantastic. I can see this right now, too. I'm very excited. Um, You know, you were talking about, you know, diversity on lineups and stuff, and even, like, women, being a woman in comedy, and then how you sometimes get naturally pitted against other women yes. whether even the crowd they'll be like you are the best and you're like Sh- shut up it's not a competition yeah and um i think sometimes i find myself feeling that way and i think it's just a natural thing because we were raised and like like um uh what do you say what do you call it like um we we're just we we're just educated to do that right yeah it's not the right word but i always have to stop and remind myself if i ever feel like that i'm like mary there's room for all of us you know and so I've tried to really embrace my girlfriend comics of like, you know what, there's, or even I tell myself, I'm like, there are, let's say there's three major clubs in Phoenix, and there's 52 weekends in a year, mm-hmm. and Mary can't work at them every weekend. Right, you know? exactly. So, so, you know, there's there's opportunity for everybody, and my mom used to always say, um, today for you, tomorrow for me. So, but she would say, today for you, tomorrow for me. Uh, but, um, you know, it's kind of like when it's your winning season, you know, you're going to go out of that and somebody else will come into the winning season. Exactly. And then you'll, you know, it, it's just a, it's a, I don't know what to call it. What? Uh, oh, look at Like kind of an ups. ebb and flow. Yeah. And hopefully the ups, aren't they cute? Yeah. Hopefully the ups, um, you know, start getting closer and closer together. Absolutely. But I think it's, or uh, let me use another cliche, like. Um, well, I think what you're saying is like community <laughs> over competition. Yeah. You know, because, yeah, no one person can be everywhere and is also everyone's cup of tea. I mean, some huge names in comedy, you know, like, for example, Chris Rock. Yeah. I, I mean, I think he's I think he's very talented and obviously very famous, but there are so many people who, who he doesn't appeal to. Right. Exactly. So that's what I tell myself when I w- listen to like really famous like Chris Rock or Anthony Jeselnik mm-hmm. I listened to his um, good one podcast um, he was a, a guest on it and it made me want to quit comedy because I was like oh, I'll never be that funny and then I was like Mary he can't perform in every club every weekend and you know mm-hmm. some people you're their cup of tea so 
It's always a good reminder or to yeah. just level set. I was thinking of um, a high tide raises like all the boats. Yeah. So when things are good, they'll be good for all of us. So Absolutely. I think you just get more with that than, than being exclusive, you know? Yeah. So that's cool. Thank you. I'm letting it simmer. I'm sorry. It's quiet. <laughs> that's okay. It's loud in here. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> Just say my name a few more times in case none of this is usable. And as long as that part's clear, then I'm then I'm good. Sam Bear, Sam Bear, Sam Bear, Sam Bear. Um, I met some friends at Big Pine last year um, named Saint Hubert, Saint Hubert, Saint Hubert. They're a musical comedy uh, duo, and they're really funny. Saint Hubert. Well, maybe Saint Hubert and Sam Bear. It sounds like that a little. Should bit. do a show. It sounds a little, yeah. They're going to be, where are they going to be? Oh, they're going to be at Bird City, which is happening downtown Phoenix at the end of March. Amazing. So, um, yeah, you guys can come back for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, book that flight now. Yeah, I'll say, uh, Mary told me to, to reach out to you. So I'm Sam Mary. You're saying, I, you know, I, I had a hard time remembering their name because you see it, like, when you watch social media, but you don't always say it out loud. And so I'm like, oh, oops. Um, what has been your your favorite comedy moment so far? Um, your favorite, weirdest, funnest, best moment. What is it? Uh, well, as a as a producer, one of my my favorite moments was my show last month that was sold out with ninety people, ninety tickets sold, and we had to turn away twenty five people at the door. Oh my god! And the audience was hot. They knew their job. They knew their job wasn't to sit there and and like knew mentally. They do, because you know this. There are audiences that sit there and have the attitude of yes. make me laugh yeah. versus they come there and they want to have a good time. This audience wanted to have a good time and every single every single person on my lineup delivered. Like it was a it was a hot show. Um, so I felt really proud of what we did. Um, and then, you know, I, I had a show performing at Santa Barbara Comedy Hideaway and um, it it had been an up and down night. That's professionally how I'll say for the people in front of me. And when I got on, the booker was a little concerned just about where was the audience at because yeah. the vibe had been kind of up and down. And I, you know, I love that. I could Because I know when I get on stage, I'm going to turn it around. And it was great. Everything I said, there was so much riffing going on. I had my... My lineup in my head was great. It, it, so those are my two best moments. I love that. And I can totally see that about you because it's like you know or you're confident about who you are and what you can do. And I saw you riffing with our freaking waiter, right? I was She just went into a full-on riff. Yeah, I did. Um, but it is nice when you're like, that's what I do. You know, like, oh, yeah. you need energy? That's me. And I think that's just kind of a neat thing for a comic to really know your place and know your strength. Um and then, and then when you when you get out there and you do it, and you're like, "Told you," and it's okay to be like confident. Absolutely. One of the things Sam, um, not Sam, Cat Alvarado was saying when we were podcasting was like, um, she, it was, what she got faux humble, because she was like, "Oh, you know, I'm a headliner," and then she felt weird about saying that. She goes, "No, I'm a headliner," and I'm like, "You're a headliner," and she's like, "I'm a headliner." 
headliner. She headlined my show. She is a headliner. Right, but it felt weird to say it, and it's kind of like, you know what? Do you think these guys are like, oh, these guys have thirty minutes going, oh, I'm a headliner, you know? But we like wait till we have two hours to say. Yeah. Know? We won't call ourselves that. So I think I want to be better about like just hey, this is what I do, you know? Well, I I'll give you my tip. My whole life changed when I started behaving with the attitude and confidence of a middle-aged white man, because right. nobody is more confident in their life and life choices than a middle-aged white man and like prove me wrong all i'm gonna say i'm not even gonna defend that statement prove me wrong prove me wrong no i hear you we say it all the time like if i had that confidence i would who knows what i could do you know or me and my friends you know we talk about this a lot where we're just like fucking believe in yourself yeah and it's funny it's hard to do it for yourself but you you always want to tell your friend you're like no you got this like mm -hmm. how dare you doubt yourself and they're just like i don't know and i'm like i'm gonna shake you yeah I'm you a really good shake her, Abby. I'm not gonna say that sitting this close. I'm in arm's reach. <laughs> I always hype up my friends. I, I, I literally before we left tonight, I was like, if your ears are burning, it's because I was bragging about you in California. <laughs> That's so I think I have a really good group of friends that I, I they're, I think they're a good mix of humble and confident. Yeah, I, I agree with that because it is. I find, or I'm trying to like. And maybe because I'm, 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 I feel like once I got older and I'm so much more mature, no, no. But, like, be kind always sticks in my head. Yeah. One of my friends had said that to me, and I, and, you know, it's it's not like it's revolutionary, but it was for me. I didn't grow up in a really kind household. Like, my parents were, are nice, great people, but, like, I feel like, like, my mom had a rough bringing up, you know? Like, she was very hustler-type mentality. Yeah. Um, and, and just... They didn't, they didn't really, like, teach me to be kind or even have manners for that. And as I've gotten older and, and gotten just into the real world, I've really, like, hit bumpers because I'm such a bull in a china shop sometimes. So when my friend was talking about, like, something about be kind and, like, that really just always stayed with me. And when I get frustrated with people or if I get ugly with people, I'm like, be, just be kind. Uh-huh. And it really helps. It helps. It helps so much, and I, I, I 100% agree with you. Again, I was telling Abby earlier today. You know, I've, I was like, I'm not perfect. I know that's a shock, but I just, you know, I tried to do a lot of work on myself, and I hope we all continue to. But I feel like I notice more often now than back in the day. I do try and give people the benefit of the doubt and assume that they're also coming from a place of good. That's a good reminder, by the way, just you saying that to me because I get, I get so frustrated. Yeah. Oh, I get frustrated, too. Yeah. The thing is, though, when you fight frustration with compassion, all frustration on both sides almost immediately dissipates. And when you just own up to whatever part you played... It makes situations calm down immediately. You're like, why didn't anyone teach me this magic before? Like, I could have avoided so much the headaches. Absolutely. That's that's what I love about this podcast is we get in these conversations. It's like, oh, oh, I mean, I'm not even just thinking about comedy. I'm thinking about my work and I'm working with my family. And it's like, oh, yeah. I think... Um, what a powerful combination to be confident but kind. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Like, that might be somebody you see across the room who's like, who does she think she is? And then she's like, hey, you know, can I buy you a drink? Or, what? you know, what, what do you, you know, can I buy you some wings? And it's like, oh, shit, you're nice and you're, you know. Absolutely. I love that. Like, I, w I strive to be like that or, you know, or I hope people see me like that. Um, I always just say, like, don't. 
But sometimes I feel like, have you, I, why can't I get my words together today? I always say, just don't steal my food. My jokes are my manna. We'll be okay, though. Like, sometimes I feel like my kindness gets, like, I've been burned a couple times, and I'm like, oh, no. And I'm like, oh, wait, I'm so, I'm trying to be nice to these other girls. And I'm like, but, bitch, you're stealing my man, or you're, you know, like, well, I can't handle that. I mean, you should be confident, kind, but also have boundaries. And be clear about your boundaries and keep your boundaries. Yeah. So that's where you're, you know, don't touch my food, don't touch my man, don't touch don't my jokes. No. That's a boundary. Yeah. And I, when you were talking about, like, that faux confidence uh, that Kat was mentioning, like, I think sometimes for women that's one of our growth edges is that maybe once we've mastered this confidence and saying, you know, I am a headliner, I am talented, and being confident saying that we maybe gray out our boundaries a little bit. And the thing is, you do need all of them, you know? You can't give all of yourself to everyone all the time. I think um, what's really cool, though, let's say if we even pull back and stay humble, at least we're open for feedback, we're open to grow. Definitely. I think, you know, I'm not singling any, you know, I feel bad I'm just grouping them all together, all the white men. But, like, they're a little more shut down because now they're like, oh, I'm a headliner, I'm great. And it's like they're not, they won't take any feedback. They won't take anything from anybody. Yeah. And it's like you're not going to grow as fast. So at least I'm now I'm kind of, like, talking out of the other side of my mouth. But, like, um, I think it maybe keeps us open, maybe. Yeah. But we're also just raised to be like that, too. My very, stuffy. very true. Um, you guys talk amongst yourselves. Okay, we will. So something else that we're eating tonight is... Uh, Poutine. Yes. But it's on the menu as the mess. And I did not know that Arizona was going to tackle a Canadian dish. We try. We try to, you know, branch out and see what's out there to offer. I'm more amazed with how dainty all of us have eaten this, by the way. For the mess, it's very nice and clean on our table. That's true. We all have used our forks and just a few at a time. And it's covered in gravy and cheese curds and some cilantro. I mean, we are a snowbird state, so there probably is a Canadian down here who taught them how to make this. Let's be honest. That makes more sense. I Yeah, that's true. I'm just surprised. In California, there's nowhere nowhere in Santa Barbara that's serving up poutine. Well, no, because they have seafood. That's true. They don't need to go to Canada to get food. They have their own food source. That's true. We do have to go to Colorado to get our water, though. True. <laughs> I mean, we do it as well. There's a pack between all three states. Is there? There is. Um, you can read about it. Um, I don't know why you would unless you want to go to sleep. But there is. Um, we split up that river. You know... I should be more invested, but all I know is where we get our water from. And as long as we keep getting our water, I'm good. Again, that's because you're by a body of water, and yeah. I live in the desert. That's true. It's a big deal here. That's true. But Arizona has a Coast Guard, right? We do. We also have a forestry service in the city of Phoenix. In downtown Phoenix, there is a forestry service because you know where there's a lot of trees? The desert. Hey, 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 hey. The Phoenix Forestry Service has prevented 100% of Phoenix forest fires. We actually outsource <laughs> our firefighters to you. And we're happy to do it. <laughs> okay, so California and Phoenix people love to kind of like debate about who's better, what's better. California. Like the differences. Because Phoenix 
is kind of like desert California. Um, but I think anybody who got out of California, like myself and like Abby, we kind of relish in the fact that like we get to live in like a really great place and we don't spend as much as we would have in California. I, that's how I feel. Is that true for you, Abby? I mean, I can lie and say, yes, there was a job here and there wasn't one in California. So, yeah, that wouldn't be lying then, right? Like, no, that's true. Oh, then. Yeah, that's, it's why I came back was for a job. I would have loved to have stayed in California, but I came back to Phoenix. Phoenix is a great place. Don't get me wrong. I yeah. love Phoenix. Phoenix is home. Phoenix is wonderful. Um, there are a lot of similarities. They're just different. It's sort of like comparing apples and oranges in my mind. Oh, just be, it's so, I feel like it's very different. I thought different. it would be like comparing apples and dry-ass apples. Whoa! <laughs> I assume the dry-ass apples is Phoenix in this scenario. No, I hear oh. you. I, no, I, um, I do love Phoenix now. I was in California two weeks ago, so it was like, oh, it, it's weird how it always, and when I drive in San Diego, it's weird how it just comes right back to me. Yes. Like, just driving up the five, you're like, boop, 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 boop. Um, driving down the eight, you know? Um, and we always say the eight and the five. I, get, I didn't know the other Do you not say like, that in Arizona? You no, say it's like the? Midwesterners don't. And right. then the Midwesterners who live here will call it out to you. And you're like, oh, that's just what, how we call it, you know? Um, but, yeah, the job market and the housing market and all that's really good. And I don't think I can even live where I live now, you know, in California would be, like, ridiculous. So I think that part's neat. I always have to justify it, though, because I think I miss, you know, I'm sad I left. Exactly. And that's why when you said there's this, like, competition, there's no competition because at the end of the day, everybody who left <laughs> is sad that they left. Like, you can you can justify it any which way, but, like, when you're alone in your room and the fight is over and the person is gone and you look in the mirror and you know you're crying inside, you say to yourself in the mirror, I am sad I left California. I'm what? I am sad that I left California. Um, I don't feel like fighting with you, so I'm going to let exactly. you have this one. <laughs> and there we go. That's how we win. I don't know. Well, I'd have to divulge too much personal stuff. When you look at the profit I made on that house that I sold, like, uh, well, I don't need to brag. It's good enough. But I know I feel it, though. And I tell myself, too, I'm like, hey, I could always move back. You can. Sure. I miss my parents. We're so codependent on each other. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. I don't think so, because I have a lot of par I have a lot of friends who, who you know their parents have passed away, and like, I mean, they, my my friends give me shit for calling my dad like two or three times a day, and I'm like, I have friends who wish that that they could call their parents, and they yeah. can't, you know. So like, I'm just I don't know. We you're, love each other. You're talking to two people who have like very strong family oh, ties. Well, I don't know this. You guys we are have strangers. You could have mur you could be murdering me next. I don't know. Well, we might, but we're gonna turn off the microphones first. Exactly. For now, <laughs> we have very very strong family ties, <laughs> in a good way. See, we have that in common, so that's really nice. Um, that's fantastic. What do you want in life or next off the menu? Do you like the way I say that? No, yeah. You, let's say. What do you want? Um, I'm gonna say. I, what do you want? I'm what do I want? That's fine. I can answer that. What do I want? I. I want to be able to add this beautiful lady to my payroll. Um, yes. I I want to. What does that mean? I I have a joke between Abby and uh, my my hairdresser at uh, Salon Patine, Susan. Susan loves hair. Check her out on Instagram. Um, that 
when I make it, whatever that it is, that I want her to uh, quit from the salon and come on the road with me as my hairstylist yeah. and makeup artist. Because, one, I just, I love her. And, like, I really do Your find squad. that. Yeah, my squad. And I don't really know what Abby will bring. She can build yeah, bridges. But she's my, she's my bestie. She's my ride or yeah. die. You know, so I said. No, you need a buffer person to, like, just oh, help you out. That's her. But what do I what do I want? I mean, really, people say, oh, you know, a Netflix special, Amazon Prime. What I I want this to be, my bread and butter. Oh, nice. You know, I really do because I it feels so good. Feels and right. What? Feels right. It does, and I get energy from it. Yeah. I can be sick all day, and I I'm one of many of a, a, a chronic pain sufferer, so I can be having like a chronic pain flare up, have a show that night and kind of be dead to the world up until the show. And as soon as I get the mic in my hand and I'm on the stage, I have no pain and I have all energy. And like, yeah, so that's what I want. That's fantastic. And normally I ask people, I say, what do you want out of comedy in the next one to three years? But something compelled me just to leave it really open right there, which I thought was really good. Um, what do you want out of comedy in the next one, one to three years? Uh, I want to be... I, I want to either have a manager or have more bookers reaching out to me directly. It's yeah. it's happening and it's picking up and it's really exciting. But I want that to be a much more regular occurrence, uh, almost to the point where maybe I'm not even having to extend myself at all. Yeah. Uh, and I also believe in big goals. So someone might be listening and laughing like, ha, 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 that's impossible. But I believe in putting things out to the universe. Oh, that's why I asked. I really this, believe in putting that out to the universe. Like a, um, vision board. Yeah. So I, I want that. Um I want my room to be continue to be successful, continue to be thriving. I want to be putting on uh, at least three shows a month in Santa Barbara in different areas, different vignettes. Uh, I expanded out to Ventura so to really have different spots around my yeah. 805 hood. And you know, I want I want to keep enjoying it. I yeah. want to still enjoy it because I I love it so much. That's really good. Um, what you were talking about, you know, it feels right. It's, it's it's just, it feels really good. I was thinking about how, like, I've really never been that great at anything. And I'm not saying I'm great at this, but I feel like I'm pretty good or good enough. And um, it's neat. And I've noticed that when, when something's the right fit, whether it's a relationship, I've noticed this with my work, when it's, like, the right thing, I'm not saying it's easy. Oh, thank you. When it's, we dessert just came. <laughs> but when something is like the right choice, it's not easy, but it's smooth. Like it flows. It does. And if it's like not the right fit, it, you'll, you kind of bounce against the walls. Like, oh, no, no. But like when it is, it's like, okay, there'll be bumps. But like, and that's. It'll keep working. And that's what's fascinating to me is like, okay, well, like I'm going to do this until it's not fun anymore. You know? Exactly. So that's really cool. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. What have we not said? I don't know. What do you, what do you want to know? This is I don't know. This is your time. Learn about me. Absorb my information. No, this is like our feel good portion. What oh, would you the rate these portion. wings on a scale of one to five? Um, like, what would you give them? Uh, I give them a four. A four? Yeah, I'd say that too. Yeah, I really like the dry rub, and I like the because they're dry and the sauces are on the side. 
you get, I think, a better array of flavors. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out a wing scale, like something cool to call it, but I don't know what that is yet. I almost have, like, how many drummies, but that's just a wing. That's so. pretty cute, but, like, drummies. since you don't like drummies, I feel like... But then, it, yeah, like, I have to think about it more. I should have thought about it before bringing it up, but I didn't. <laughs> All right, you guys, this has been fantastic. Abby Good, thank you so much for being here. Sam Bear, where can people find you? What do you want them to know? Yeah. So uh, you can find me online on Instagram, Sam Bear Comedy. Uh, you can also look up my comedy room, Bear Cave Comedy. Uh, we're always looking for submissions from comics. So if there's anybody out there who would Ooh. like an opportunity to, to submit to a wonderful up-and-coming producer in the Santa Barbara area, please hit me up. I'm open to all styles. Uh, for example, we do have a burlesque comic and a uh, drag queen performance nice. coming up in a future show. I won't say what date, but coming up in the near future. Cool. And then uh, I have a website, www.sambearcomedy.weebly.com. Very cool. Thank you so much. Anything you want to add at the end? I don't want to, you know, like, I don't want there to be anything unsaid. Um, if you all could start following Sam, that'd be great, because I'd really like to quit my job and just have her be my sugar mama, so if we could speed that up for me. If I put myself into the scenario, we could just be like one of those dope-ass squads, you know, like the, um, like the guys have it, like, um, what, like Seth, um, Seth Rogen and, uh -huh. like, Franco, and, you know, like, they're like, oh, we're a little click. Exactly. Let's start clicking it up. Yes. <laughs> Let's, we don't need to cl click it up. Let's clit it up. Yes. Clit it up. <laughs> well, on that note, you guys, thank you so much for joining us at Trumpet's Ale House in downtown Phoenix. I've been your host, Mary Upchurch, with Wings and Friends. Come back and see us next time.